good, isn't he? need to put a faster speed on that, but I'm afraid it'd come crashing down on my head if they did that. We're looking at communion service today. And many of us have gone through communion at least every quarter for years and years. And sometimes it almost becomes such a part of us we really don't stop to think and to contemplate what it means because Jesus said we are to do this in remembrance of him. The focus of the communion is not on you, it's on Jesus. I want you to look at Romans chapter 3, verses 23 to 25. Very familiar text, we often read it. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That describes you and me. Being justified freely by His grace. Whose grace? Okay. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Keep in mind that redemption only comes through Jesus. Who God set forth to be a propitiation. Now we saw this last week and we realized that this word propitiation means that Jesus is to take the full wrath of God against sin upon himself. As if he was the only sinner in the world. So he was set forth to be that propitiation to face the wrath of God by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. The communion service was actually back in Jesus' day when he went into the upper room. What were they celebrating there? Passed over. Remember in Egypt when they were to get ready to go for what we call the Exodus, when the last plague was to come and death was to come to the firstborn, death passed over that person's house if they took the sacrificial lamb and took the blood of that lamb and placed it over the doorposts on the sides and over the top. Death was passed over because of the blood, not because of the people inside the house. If they hadn't had that blood, if they hadn't put their faith in that blood, death would have hit that home. That's important to understand. Because we have to realize we are forgiven in Jesus And we are justified because of Jesus. That word justified, sometimes you like to put it in there. I am clean just as if I'd never sinned. Justified. So when we come 
to the service, one of the parts that Jesus says that we are to do in remembrance of him is what he did to the disciples in that upper room and was to wash their feet. Now they rebelled at that at first. We don't want you to do that to us, Jesus. And Jesus was very clear in saying that if you refuse, you have no part with me. You're not a part of my family. It is something that you don't understand right now, but if you do this in remembrance of me, you will come to a realization that this is a symbol of being justified that you will have your sins cleansed from you. Not from what you have done, but from what Jesus is willing to do for you. He wants to cleanse you. I mean, He desires that more than anything else. He wants to wash away, because we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. For he made him, that's God made Jesus, who knew no sin, Jesus knew no sin, to be sin for us. That we might become the righteousness of God. He went through all of this. He was willing to go to the cross. He was willing to die. He was willing to face the wrath of his father against sin. He had the sin placed, our sins placed upon him as if he had committed them. He was willing to do that so that we could become righteous. It's by the grace of God that I'm righteous. It is his righteousness, not mine. Remember, Isaiah says, my righteousness is as filthy rags. It is the righteousness of Christ who knew no sin that is upon me. And when we go to the communion service, we begin to realize that I'm not saved by what I have done, but I am saved by my faith in what he has done. That's why he says do it in remembrance of me. By his grace, I am righteous. Not by what I've done, but by what he has done. 1 Peter 2, 21-24. Christ also suffered for us. Is there any doubts in your mind that Jesus suffered? I mean, he was whipped He was nailed to the cross, had a crown of thorns placed on us. He went through that suffering for no other reason but for you. Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example. That you should follow his steps. Who committed, no, that's supposed to be sin instead of son. Who committed no sin, nor was guile found in his mouth. Who when he was reviled... I looked up that word reviled. It means viciously attacked. He was viciously attacked. 
but did not revile or attack in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, the cross, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes we are healed. Because of Jesus and the suffering and the torture that he went through, you and I can live a life of righteousness. I could stand before God in the judgment righteous because I'm wearing the robe of Jesus' righteousness. 1 John chapter 5, verses 11 through 13. This is the testimony. Here's the story. That God has given whom? Us. What? Eternal life. And this life is in what I do. This life is in His Son. He who has the Son has life. No other way. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. That eternal life is in Jesus, not in you. That eternal life is a gift to you from Him for what He's gone through. It is because of Jesus I have now eternal life. Do you believe that? Amen. You have to believe that. If you do not believe that, later on, if I don't have my faith in what Jesus is doing, later on I'm going to be spewed out of the church. So it's very important that I believe what He has accomplished. That's why when we participate in a communion service together, we are to do it in remembrance of what Jesus has done. 1 Corinthians 11.24 Jesus says, talking about the communion service, do this in remembrance of me. Jesus is basically saying, look, here's what I was willing to do for you. I was willing to take your sins upon my shoulders as if I had committed them. I was willing to be beaten. I was willing to wear that crown of thorns. I was willing to be ridiculed. I was willing to be rejected. I was willing to even feel the separation from my heavenly Father. I was willing to sweat droplets of blood in the Garden of Gethsemane. I was willing to do all of that so that you might be justified, that you might become righteous in me. That you might know that you have eternal life. I'm willing to do all that. But you sit there and you say, but I've got problems. He says, I know you've got problems. Do you think I'm going to leave you defenseless? Do you think I'm just going to leave you and say, okay, now you've got to work out your problems on your own. And when you get that, then you'll have eternal life. He says, no. I am going to send to you my own spirit 
that we call the Comforter, that we call the Holy Spirit, the one that is going to focus in all the power of heaven upon your life, and I'm going to help you to overcome your problems. That's called sanctification. You don't have to do it alone. You don't have to do it on your own power. All the power of heaven is going to be focused and channeled right down to you. People don't like to use the word channel because it comes with spiritualism. But that's what happens is you have a source of power that is called the Holy Spirit that is willing to work with you. And Jesus says, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want to do everything that I can to make sure that you have eternal life. And I want you to know, believe by faith that you have the assurance of eternal life and you can know that today because of the communion service. And because you know that, then you can also know that I have promised the Holy Spirit to come to you to be able to help you and that Holy Spirit will come. Just trust me. That's all he's asking of us is to trust and to be willing to be guided by the Spirit because the Spirit may guide you in some areas you don't want to go into. I don't want to think of those things. I don't want to do those things. I don't want to, I've been hiding this secret for years. The Spirit says, it's no secret. I've known about that before you even knew that you were doing it. But I'm going to help you. But you've got to do it my way, not your way. That's not easy. So when we go together into the communion service, we are to focus solely upon what Jesus has done. And to receive that blessing in my heart to help me to keep going every day in this world of sin. He wants to save us, not condemn us. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to have prayer here in just a minute. And then these three classrooms behind the curtains, this is designated for families who want to go together as a family and wash each other's feet as a family, and that's fine. So we have these three classrooms. Those of you men who say, you know, I like the old traditional way of the men getting together only and the ladies getting together only, or maybe you don't have a spouse or someone here but you want to be able to participate in this cleansing that takes place. Then for the men in the first classroom, the building out there, the cradle roll room, sorry guys, you've got to go back to cradle roll, you can have the foot washing service there. Then clear on the opposite side of the building, this last classroom over here, is for the ladies who want to do it the traditional way or who would like, who doesn't have a spouse here to be able to, to go with them, you'll be able to go there. Then we're going to come back together. And when you come back together, you're going to see little sticker tags that are there on, on the pew, on the arms of the pew. Don't take them and write notes on them. There's a purpose for that. If we can, try to sit in those rows so that the deacons have room to be able to get in and to be able to serve you. But the focus of attention is supposed to be on Jesus and the blessing that we have. Let's pray together. We're here to remember you, our Savior and our Lord. For without your participation in human life, we would be lost.
It is your gift that causes eternal death to pass over us. We pray for the presence of the Son of God within our hearts by His Spirit right now. For He who has the Son has life. And we desire that life. We pray for forgiveness of our sins and the cleansing that will take place when we wash each other's feet. We want to experience that cleanliness. We want to experience the closeness of you within our hearts now. Guide us is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. By the way, we have open communion. If you're another denomination, that's okay. If you're a member of another church, that's okay. If you're not a member of church, come see me. It's still okay. Or if you want to sit and observe, uh, maybe you don't want to participate, but you'd like to watch to see what takes place. We have nothing to hide. And uh, if some of you don't have enough room in these three, you can go out into the hallway and have the foot washing service there or sit up here on the pews and to go through the service here. And then we will meet back here at the end of it. Thank you.